You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We know that there's three levels. Basic, mitzvah, mahadran, mahadran, minamadran. The, the mahadran and mahadran is where Shammai and Hillel squared off. Niruri, the Beit Shammai would toss us, the Shammai would be silo lokaimi ela near Ishu Normally, you would have thought Mahadran Mina Mahadran means here's Mahadran. And here's everybody who's doing Mahadran. Here's even the best of the, of the Mahadran. That's the simple shot in the Gemara. But the Re, it appeared to the Re that that's not the case. Beishami Beisilo Lo Kaime, meaning they aren't discussing. They, they're, it's not relevant to that. Ella Aner Ish Ubeso. They're actually referring to level one. Meaning, there's two levels, according to the Re, there's two levels of Hidur. There's Hidur number one, everyone in the family gets their own Chanukiah. And level two is one Chanukiah, one menorah, indicating the amount of days of Chanukah that has happened, according to Basila. According to Beishamai, days that are still to come. Why? Why is that called Mahadran Mina Mahadran then? That's the first thing. <laughs> if it's only going on level one, why are you calling that Mahadran Mina Mahadran? So Tosus first deals with the, the verbiage issue, with the language issue. Shekein Yesh, Yosir Hidur. Because that's better. Doesn't mean once you've done Mahadran, you can do that plus this. It's not Mahadran plus, it's a better Mahadran. That's the Dochekan language the Re is going to have to accept. And that's the first thing he deals with. You know, a lot of times we're frustrated with Rashi and Tosfus because they're so language oriented. And we want them to get to the idea. The idea is coming. But the first thing is the term. You're going to say, oh, that can't mean that. Yes, it can. It could mean, even though the Mahadran and Mahadran is not connected to Mahadran, it's connected to the base level, it could still get that, it could still be termed Mahadran and Mahadran, Shekin Yesh Yosir Hidur, because it's actually essentially a better Hidur than level number two. Because level number two is everybody in the family lights one. Di'ika Hekeira, because there's a message being sent. Keshemosif Omachaser. According to Shammai. So it's a better Hidr. If everybody, in other words, let's say you want to do level two. Everybody in the family gets a Nair. And once again, you see Sheila Maidiuk. Not that everyone does it. The, the, whoever runs the house is doing it. If that's what you're doing, the, the owner of the house, the one who runs the show, is making sure there's a light representing each person. Even if he's going to go to each individual, uh, let's say each Hanukkah for Sprinza, for Yankel, for Yosef, and add a light every night, there won't be a hacker. You won't be sending the message. Why? Because let's assume, for example, it's night two. So you have four children. 
So you now have each child has two Hanuk, uh, has two lights. Somebody who doesn't, who's watching from the outside, Yizbaru, he's going to think, he doesn't have that calendar. Shekach yesh b'nei adam b'bayis. He's not going to say, isn't that beautiful? It's the second night. No. That guy's not doing mahadrin. That guy is probably just, right? That's not, that's not mahadrin and a mahadrin. There's probably just eight kids in the house. That's why there's there's eight candles in the window. Because they're not necessarily separate. Tosas isn't assuming he had a huge house where it could be separated. And therefore, what the person outside sees is eight candles. Hmm. Maybe it's really, I don't see any hecker that, oh, it's the second night. Maybe all this is, it's really one night of Hanukkah. I'm not sure which one it is. The guy's got eight kids, and therefore he's doing level two. He's not doing level three where he's sending a message. The message is everybody lights, but we still, we don't know what day it is. Now, the assumption of Tosfus is, is that you can't tell the difference, right? Now, again, on night three, you're going to think, boy, it's a Chesidish family. There's 24, 24 of them. There's a light representing each child. There's 24. Is that what's going on? Or, hmm, but Tosus is assuming that, that, and this is really the, at least on, a, on one level, that you can't, they are close together. Now, if the Chanukiyot, if the Chanukiyot were, were, were in different places in the house, so, or in the big window, you wouldn't think, oh, there's 24 kids. Because you would see there's a group of three or a group of two, and there's another group of two, and another group of two, and another group of two. So I can tell. Petosis is assuming you can't. So, is there, also, is there also a possibility that they didn't have an actual like Anakia, but they just had the candles themselves in like separate? So you wouldn't necessarily know that they were a grouping. Well, again, Tosa says that anybody looking again, if you attempt to light every, let's say every person in the house adds every night then you are undercutting the message because a person looking at it would assume just as easily that that's the amount of children you have. That's what Tosa says. I understand. So Sheila, you're, so why would you assume that? The only reason you'd assume that is because it looks exactly the same. There's no, but if you have, for example, a huge, Mm -hmm bay window and you have two lights here and two lights there and two lights there and they're in different strategic places in this huge bay window you'd say oh that isn't that right you wouldn't say each one is lighting one you would say oh that's a group of two that must be one kid that group of two must be the other kid that must be the other person oh and there's two of them oh it must be the second night of hanukkah now so Tosus is assuming a very compressed space. Uh, and I mentioned this uh, the other day when we gave the Hespin under David Feinstein. I mentioned the opinion of the Arach HaShulchan. Arach HaShulchan says the way, only way he can understand Tosus is that they, it was probably outside. And since it was outside, you don't have like this big display area. 
Outside, you have, okay, here's the spot that represents this family. That's normal for an outside. And therefore, it's it wouldn't be clear at all the message. So that is Tosus's opinion. And based on this opinion, Mahadran and Mahadran would mean one menorah for the family. That is the, the what comes out from this Tosus. That's what Mahadran and Mahadran means. Now, if you take a look at the... Um, I have here, I, I don't have the Rambam open, but the Ran writing on the reef writes, Kosova Rambam beperek dawad mehilchos megila v'chanukah. The mahadrin mina mahadrin avdenami hidurishon, which is the simple pshat. Level three does everything level two is. Tainu ner leko echod v'echod. Let's say there's 10 total in the family. So there'll be 10 the first night. And on the second night, the Rambam says there's going to be Esrim. And on the third night, there's going to be 30. So the Rambam is clearly not like Tosfos, and the Ran points that out. Tosfos, that's our Tosfos that the Ran is quoting now. Let me step off here for a minute. Did the Ron have the exact Tosus that we have on our page? Probably not. Tosus is, 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 is a group of teachers. And different Rishonim with different schools would, would write up the ideas a little bit differently. That's why we have the Tosus of the, the Tosus Arosh, the Tosus of the Rosh Mishans, um, the Tosus of Chachme of, of Anglia, so if you if you go a little bit in the history of the Baliatosis, you realize that Tosis was a group of Rabbanim. It was a group thing, but there was probably one main editor representing a certain school. And um, what we happened, to, what happened to have got printed in the Shas was the manuscript that was uh, in, in in front of these Italians who were printing the Shas. Many times the Rishonim will quote Tosvos, but not exactly the way we have it. Um, this quote seems to be very similar to our Tosvos. Tosvos, You don't realize Hillel's Heker. Look how many days of Hanukkah there are. This is the first day. So that's either a, a different language than we have, it's pretty much the same exact point. So the Ran says that this is a machlokus. The Ran says clearly machlokus, Tosus and the Rambam, Hadabi Makai Mahadran, Mina Mahadran. Um if you look on generally every page of the Rif and the Ran, you'll find the Shilte Giborim, which is Rabbi Shua Boaz, who did a lot of work with the um the regular Shas page as well. He's one of the uh, people who wrote the Torah Or, who put the notes as to where the Psukim come from and where uh, you can find some of these other... I'm sorry, I misspoke. He's the one who did the um, Ner Mitzvah. In other words, he put the uh, Antorah Or, but the Ner Mitzvah, meaning he shows you where you can find the source in the Rambam and the Smag. 
So he was very um, influential in how he shaped the Shas page. On the riff, he many times uh, comments and adds something that he had in manuscript that we have also discovered, which is the opinions of Yeshaya, Rebbeinu Yeshaya, Hazokein, the Riyaz. Um, actually, it's, it should be, um, it's really the younger one. I don't know why he calls him the Riyaz, but Yeshaya Ditrani, um, the grandson of the, we call the Taisus Reed. So the Riyaz was an Italian uh, Rishon in the time of the Baliatosis. And the Shilti Giborim, who I think believed in Italy, uh, had access to this manuscript copy. So he not only is sort of like a commenter, a commentator on what the Rishonim that were well known, he also inserted uh, for the sake of uh, posterity, uh, whole chunks of this safer that he had that was written um, a three, you know, about 250 years before him, the Riyaz. And therefore, uh, many of the later Achronim uh, uh, um, only knew about the Riyaz from the Shotei and used that in their halacha considerations, especially the Mishnabura and others. So let's take a look and see, first of all, um, what he is quoting here, the Shilti Gibor. He quotes Tosvos. Look what he says. Mahadrim and Madrin who Kamosha Nachnu Nago Noaginayom. Meaning in Italy, we do what Tosvos does. So Italy, which was sort of like a place that you know was was open to many influences and and had people who had who would be who were beginning to escape the Sephardic persecution, persecution in Spain and other places, were aligning with the Tosfus opinion, which is one Hanukkiah for the family. Uledivrei Maimon, that's the Rambam, or Maimoni, who madlikenir echad l'kol echad, echad mnei abayas, o b'chol laila mosef echad. So what you see is, is that the Italian community followed Tosfus. And as we know from the Beis Yosef, that that was the minag he says of that he had in Turkey, and that which is where the Beis Yosef lived for a while, where he wrote the Beis Yosef, and continued to be the custom of the uh, ones the refugees who would come to Eretz Yisrael from the Sephardic countries. They all followed the Tosfos opinion, which was one menorah for the house, and. which is interesting. So that's what the Shilti Giborim is telling us. And this really sets up this great anomaly of where countries and communities that were generally seen as Sephardic or Oriental were following the opinion that was ascribed to Tosos. Whereas the Ramah points out that the Minig and the Ashkenazi communities and the German and the Polish and Lithuanian communities is to follow the Rambam. Um, 
which is quite, again, you know, people said, what? Yeah. Let's just finish, since we are on the page with the riff, let's take a look. Mitzvah near Hanukkah, Ish Ubeso. This is now quoting that Italian Rishon, the Riaz, Yeshaya, um, Ditrani, the younger. Mahadrin, Ner Luko Echod the Echod, Bain Anoshim, Bain Noshim, Avo Alaktanim, Sheena Muhuyovim, Nira Beena, Sheeno Madlik. So, I re- I re- this was one of the points we were talking about. I was saying, based on Rashi and Tosfos, that the owner of the house sets a Hanukkah, a Hanukkah for each one. What he says is that men and women all have a menorah for them, but for the children who they themselves don't have a chiyuv, you don't. You're not madlik. Now, does does that sound like unless you're bar mitzvah bar mitzvah, there's not going to be a Hanukkah for you? Isn't it that what sounds, it sounds like? It sounds, and yet there's the custom. We know that um, all the kids do it, and not the mother necessarily. Right, right. So he. It's interesting that the riyaz. Um, you know, and again, Anoshim and Noshim sounds like adults. So it sounds like the children don't have a, a menorah. Now, the last three words are, So that is a book that we happen to have portions of. Now, that book, and let me explain what that was. Um, the Riaz, like his grandfather, the Rid, wrote Piske Halochos. And then he had in the back of the Sefer where he explains himself. In other words, this is the notebook with my proofs, the Kuntaris Harayos. And, 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 and it's, it's, unfortunately, the book has not come down to us in a complete fashion. And I'm not sure how complete it ever was. In other words, places where sort of similar Hanach and, and Shiva to the bare halacha in the Mishnah Bura, like, oh, he needed to go into depth here and to prove his point. So the same way the Chafetz Chaim did that, this was a standard operating procedure. Uh, the, the, the Tumim did that as well. Um, Nasivas did that, where here's the main point, and here's where I go into my proofs to explain where I got there, going into some, you know, perhaps... You know, a little bit of a tangential uh, argument sometimes. That's called the Kuntaris Harayos, that proves his point. So we would need to look there to see that, but that I think is a very interesting take on things that, um, you know, and, and again, it's, 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 it's sort of like if you're not really Mechuyev because you're a child, so there's no reason to light. So it would only be the adult children. Yeah, so you tell me, Sheila, what's the answer to that? Well, we do. <laughs> I know, but what does the Riaz mean? In other words, yeah. the Riaz seems to be saying the Chinuch factor. Yeah, is not enough. It, in other words, there's a message. This is this house. In other words, right. the house is who's Chayav and Mitzvahs in this house. Who's ever Chayav and Mitzvahs, we light a menorah because you're, you're Chayav. The idea of, of well, you're, you're not Chayav, but but we're being machanech you to do it. 
Does it, would he stop? Would the Riaz feel that you would stop a child who, or you wouldn't want to train your child to do it? Um, it's really an interesting question, right? So that's what, so what are the two things I've garnered from here? First of all, the Rambam. And, the, and that's already been indicated by the Ran and, of course, the Shotigiborim. The second thing is, is the fact that Italian monogam follow Tosfus. And, of course, the third thing is just this Riaz that we've been referring to. And the time that's remaining to us, I want to share with you a very nice idea. You know, we know that this, this is proto-brisk. He was the Rav in Brisk too, Rabbi Yosef Dov. Um, but what we call the Brisker method really sort of like crystallized under, you know, by his son. Maybe, you know, Rav, his, his, his uh, great-grandson, of course, was the second Rabbi Yosef Dov, known as Rabbi Yosef and uh, from YU in Boston. And he's the one who said that my grandfather started the revolution and I completed it. So this was the, what we call the brisker, you know, the brisker thinking, the brisker methodology. And Rabbi Yosef Dov, the first, was the Rav in Brisk after he had been uh, the Rav in Slutsk. And then he spent some time in Warsaw. Before that, of course, he was a Rosh Hashiva in Voloshan because he was the great-grandson of the founder of the yeshiva. So he was the great-grandson of Rav Chaim Voloshner. And um, at one time, he was like the Rosh Hashiva, or at least the second in command. Eventually, based on a fallout that occurred between him and his co-Rosh Hashiva, Matali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, the Nitziv, eventually he decided, you know, to hang up the spurs and become one of the great... Um, communal Rabbonim. And he brought to it, of course, the sensibility of someone that was raised within the brilliance of Torah learning. He wasn't a career rabbi, but eventually, of course, he became the Rav and Brisk. Um, after he died, his son, who had been a Rosh Hashiva in Voloshin as well, decided to answer the bell and take over his father's position. And that's when Rav Chaim, who had been this great Lamdin in Rosh Hashiva, became a Rav. Both of these men were extremely, Rechaim and uh, the Beis HaLevi, were extremely noble in their uh, rabbinic life. Uh, they were so frum and so giving and so invested in doing the right thing. And they brought a, a whole new way of being a rov, of almost like a halachic tzidkis that most people weren't used to seeing. They took their job very seriously. They also brought to it a popularization, in some ways, of their halakhic perspective, which was very from, very makbid, very medactic. But it wasn't just because we want to be machmer. It's because we know so much that we're not going to necessarily rely on the way everybody's been doing it up until now. They looked at things freshly, and sometimes when you look at things freshly, you, you end up coming up with a new humrah. Because you didn't realize, you know, with, uh, no one has looked at it in the same way you've looked at it up until now. And that's why the reason we have this idea of who the briskers are and the brisker humrus. But he's the granddaddy of it, brisk. And he writes here, Kibim Medinas Elu, that's in Lithuania, where he was, Reisi Nogin Lilmod, 
ביומים אלו בשלושה דפים שבפרק במדליקן. המדברים מלכס חנוכה. In other words, the days that people are studying the Parsha, the Parshios, people are, are, are learning these Gemaras. So I also learned with them. So even though in the Yeshiva, in Velozhin, they didn't do this, but in many by the Balabatim, this is what people started to learn. So therefore, I'm going to write a couple of Ha'arish and Eschadishli. Um, first of all, well, he asks the question that Shiva was asking yesterday. Why does the Gemara actually spell out the level one, two, and three? Why is it? I mean, that's unusual. You can always say, oh, buy a beautiful esteric, buy this, but here we actually are given the um, prescription of doing things in a Hidr way. Why does why are Chazal sort of pushing us to do it Hidur and then Mahadrim and a Mahadrim? What are they trying to state? So he has an answer. And he says, The Ikar Anestachwiso Hoyerak Mishum Hidur Mitzvah If you think about it, the miracle only occurred because of Hidur Mitzvah. The Lomishum Iker Mitzvah. They could have really fulfilled the miracle. I'm sorry, the mitzvah. Good word, good word. On a base level. Okay. People think that the, okay, Most people think that the Hidur was the fact that they could have just used Tame oil. That's what the Pnei Yeshua says. Rabbi Yeshua Falk, who said that about a hundred years before. He said that the Hidur was that they could have just uh, used Tameh oil because Tumohu Tribetzibu. Okay? Uh, what Rav, uh, the, Rav Salvechik said was, Not to use an eighth of the, of the, just the oil itself, but that if you knew what it was when the Beis HaMikdash was normal, take that wick and strip it to an eighth of its size. So it will still burn, and it would burn in volume So in other words, the burning, the oil last, the oil lasting the amount of time it does, meaning let's say from the evening to the, to the morning, the, whatever it is, 12 hours, 13 hours, whatever it is, that it, that, that it would that it would burn, that was based on the this amount of oil with this thickness of a wick. If the wick would be a thin wick, he's reasoning, you would have been able to if you would if you would make the wick one eighth of its thickness, you would be able to actually put less oil in, and it would still burn the whole night. But they decided they didn't want to have these paltry, thin wicks. They wanted the wicks to look like it usually looked. So therefore, and there was a ness, 
So the Chachamim want there to be Hidur here, because that's part of the reason why the Ness occurs. The Ness occurs, and you said, as you, although he doesn't make that point, by the fact that we did things Behidur. Okay, that's one part. The other question, this is more halachic. L'chora, we know Shammai and Elo had this argument. L'chora, my nafkamina bepluktazu. What's what is it? What's the difference between why Shammai holds what they hold? Right. Normally, the Gemara always says my benayu, and and we see that that Rabbi Yochanan needs to tell us that the Sakanim held that way. That that the reason of Shammai was pariachag. Is there any practical difference between pariachag or yomim hayotzim? I'm sorry, yomim manichnosim. Is there any difference between that? So. Or is there any difference between Mylan Bakodesh and Yomim Ayotzim? He says, Let's say a person doesn't have enough uh, candles. For example, it's the third night of Hanukkah and he only has two candles. Okay. So. If you hold the reason of base Hillel is I'm trying to show how many days have happened, and this is now the day that we're referring to, then you have two candles. There's nothing beneficial in lighting those two. Just light one, which is the which is level one, Ikarachiv. Because there's not going to be a hidor of lighting three, because it's not the second night of Hanukkah. It's not that we've already had two nights. Uh, it's already the third night. So you gain nothing by lighting two. But if you say the reason of Hillel is Mylan B'Kodesh, so then you need to light two. Because, right? Because even though you're not going to go up a level than it was yesterday, by lighting one, because remember, this is day three. On day one, you lit one. On day two, you lit two. If you're trying, you're already, you're almost forced to light two. Because if you light one, you've gone down. So that's a real brilliant, typical, you can imagine the Gemara of doing that. Doing that. I mentioned the Rambam a couple of minutes ago. The Mahadrim and a Mahadrim means on level two, you go on level three. And Tosus, of course, although he didn't see the Rambam, feels that can't be the Pshat because there's not Hekera of Yom Manichnos and Biyotzim because they're going to think that's the amount of people. And that's why Tosus knew, of course, the simple Pshat and rejects that. So here, Rav Salvechik quotes someone that was very esteemed in his world, of course, in everybody's world, the Vilna Gon, that the, the Vilna Gon's notes on Shulchan Aruch on that point,
In other words, if you say that the reason between for Hillel is you always go up, you don't need to send the message of how many days of Hanukkah it is. It's all about having more. So what's Tosa's question? Well, no one's going to know. Okay, that's not important. If you say the reason of Hillel is further, greater, go up. So even though you now have 30, you now have uh, 30 lights out in your window. Oh, I can't tell which night of Hanukkah it is. That's not the important thing. The important thing is there's more tonight than there was last night. So therefore, so we see, again, in other words, what's Tosa's question? Well, we don't know what's going on here. You don't need to know. That's not the important message. The reason why there's two, uh, there's, there's the Gemara gives two reasons for Shammai and Hillel. According to the first reason, the mitzvah needs to be clear. Why, how many days it is, and what tomorrow is. That's part of the message that's somehow encoded in the way you do the mitzvah, is sending that message for it to be clear that this is the amount of days and has nothing to do with the amount of people we have in the house. That's why Tosva says, one, that means if you're going to try to do that, it's got to be one Hanukkah, one, one Hanukkah, one menorah. But the Rambam understood that the reason behind Shammai and Hillel was the second one. Keneged Pariachag or Mylon Bakodesh. Therefore, despite the fact that nobody can tell what night it is exactly, because could be someone who people say, maybe that's how many people he has. Well, that's not an important benefit. The main thing is there's more candles. So therefore, with Dvarov, according to the Vilna Gon, Nisbar there's also a great difference between the two. So these are two answers as to why we need to know about this debate. But now, once the box is open, the Beis HaLevi has opened this box, what would Tosfus answer to that? Well, Tosfus, HaHechrech Lomar, Tosfus must hold, Tosfus feels that they don't argue essentially, the, 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 the rationale, everybody, even the one who says Mylon Bakodesh, would clearly hold of the bare bones idea of telling me how many nights of Hanukkah it is. Because if not, why do we even go up or down at all? So what, what's the, the difference between the two opinions? According to the first opinion, the whole Takon of Hidur is how many days are coming. And according to Basil, how many days are, do we still, how many days have happened? Whereas the other Mandamar says, that's not the debate. Everyone says you could have gone to Hidur either way. Could be eight going down or one going to seven. Beishamai says the reason why the heater was in this fashion was it has to be the amount of days that are uh, going to happen is because 
we need to tie this, like we were saying yesterday, to the to the Pariachag. And Beis Hillel says, we made the Hidr the other way because of Milam Nakodesh. In other words, the question, the Machlokas is, is there a deeper level to what we're trying to project? But everybody agrees we're trying to project which night of Hanukkah we're at, either how many nights have happened or how many nights there are to come. And therefore, Tosfus asks his question and says that it must be that there should only be one Hanukkah menorah because we, we can't undermine that essential point which is sending the message. Now, the debate between between what's the reason of Shammai and Hillel was, is there a second layer on top of that? And that's the difference between the two Lashonas, according to Tosfus. I'll just finish off the Beis HaLevi. Gam Latosus nafkamina ledina bahach plukta, pe'en lo kolatzorech miyomachamishu lamala. According to the way he's explaining Tosfus, let's say you would come to day five. Okay. So, and you, how many do you have on day five? Well, yesterday was day four. I had four Neiros. Today's day five. I still only have four. So, according to the first idea that the essential way to do the Hedur, according to Basilo, is to go how many days we have has happened. Well, you can't light four tomorrow. Why? Because four doesn't is not a heater at all. Because it's only a heater if you send the message of how many days there are, how many days have happened. And tomorrow is night five. Lighting four is a lie. But if you, according to the second reason, Basila was was ambivalent about what you could do. Basilo and Beishami both felt you could have gone either way, but just one went further in one direction and one went further in the other direction. So if you're now stuck and it's day five and all you have four, so even Hillel would say jump on Shammai's train. <laughs> Light four, because at least this way, <laughs> by lighting four, you know how many more days there are to come. Or how about, why couldn't you just light one then per night for the rest? Because that wouldn't be a hedur. In other words, uh-huh. the, the machlokas is like this. According to the first law shown, the hedur is defined specifically only by yom nechnos and yom yotzim. And right. that, that's the only determining factor of what constitutes hedur. Shammai felt it was this what was hedur is. He also says this is what hedur is. Okay. He will reject the idea of yomim, uh, yomim, uh, Yomim Hanichnosim. Okay, but in your example, according to, according to the second way of learning, mm-hmm. it could have gone either way. Both of them understood that each way sends a decent message. But mm-hmm. what what's going to tip the scale? The meta message, the message of Pariachag, or the meta message of Milan Bakodish. But okay. where your financial circumstance has now uh, truncated you. And there's only, and there's nothing you can do for day five. You can't do the Milan Bakodesh. Hilla wouldn't have a problem of jumping onto Shammai because he believes that it's, it, it, it is, it does represent a proper way of sending the message. He just thought his way was better because right. it's the Hudur 
Right. Whereas according to the first way of learning, there is no heater in it at all. But so, in your example, if you only have that many candles left, you use it all up on that day and you'll have nothing the next day where if you do one per day, you'd have enough to go through. Right. But, but, but at least that's a good question, Sheila. Right now you have in front of you the chance to do a mitzvah better, Right. But tomorrow you might not be able to do it at all. Or should you do the mitzvah b'dyeved every single night now? Because remember, right. it's four. It's it's night five. Right. And you have four left. Five, six, seven, eight. So you just say, okay, chavra out of the pool. It's going to be one a night. Right. So you're right. You can see from the base alevi, Sheila, very good that even though you're you're really sacrificing and, and risking. The possibility that on night six you won't have any candles at all. So, um, part of the amuna of it, <laughs> um, <laughs> or do we say like the mitzvah in front of you now is the more essential one? You have a similar question that comes up, let's say, um, on Shalish, uh, on a Shabbos that goes into Yontif. Okay, right. so there's a question about eating shalashidas. Hmm, should I eat shalashidas? I eat shalashidas, but tonight's yontif, I'm going to ruin my yontif meal. Mm-hmm. Or this is the mitzvah that's in front of me now. So even though I know there's an idea of getting ready for the next night, which is not to stuff yourself on Erev yontif, Erev <clears throat> yontif is a Shabbos. Shabbos has a mitzvah to eat right now. But couldn't you do both by... Right, you you could do both by eating less. Yeah. Right, but let's say you let's say a kazayas fills you up. You're the type of person, you eat a kazayas, so, well, you're not going to be so hungry tonight, I know. But I'm going to use the mitzvah that's in front of me now, I'm going to fulfill better. Well, even are though, we supposed to eat earlier before, you know? Right, but there are people who even when they eat earlier, right? Then on Shabbos, Got it. But in this case, we're talking about mahadran mina mahadran. It's like a different class, almost. Are we saying that mahadran mina mahadran is the way of doing the mitzvah, and anything less is really not the mitzvah? And no. No, 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 that's not what he's saying. Okay, he, then then that would argue to have one per day and not two. And, because at least this way he's going to, he knows he'll get a, a minimum right, moment every night. That's a good question. I would say that that, 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 that you can be mediac from the base Halevi that you have the right to go all the way out tonight, even though it's going to end up with um, uh, being in a panic tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. at least today you did it. Okay, now what are you going to do tomorrow? So let's say Sheila, the person has no, and nobody's lending him any money. And he can't find any candles. And nobody's bar lending him any money. So he's an onus. Now you're saying, onus mamus. You should have just lit one yesterday and you would have been fine. So I guess you see from the base of not like that, which is, I think, an interesting Kiddush. But it's a good, a, a good ha'ara. Henech, I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.